Hello, this is the Talking Pictures podcast presented by the Film and Photography Society at UCLA. Today we'll be talking about the best and worst movies of 2021. But first, a brief introduction of our hosts, their areas of interest, and their favorite movie that they watched during winter break. So, uh, Anbu, do you want to get us started? For sure. Um, Hello everyone, I'm Anbu, and I'll be co-hosting this episode with Andrew. Um, my favorite movie this, uh, over the winter quarter, I had a lot of time to watch a bunch of movies, so it is a little bit of a difficult choice, but I think the two movies that I enjoyed most were, um, I watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind for the first time, and I absolutely loved that, and I also watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which, that was very good, I, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was cool, I was genuinely scared parts of that movie it was good i didn't i I knew nothing about it going in i guess i should mention that it was weird and i should definitely watch it again so i can fully get it but i love that so probably one of those two okay um well hello i'm andrew my areas of interest include uh uh, i like listening to music making music i like uh, watching movies and writing screenplays as well and my favorite movies that i watched during winter break I watched, uh, I, re- I rewatched Three Colors Red uh, by Krzysztof Kieślowski. Mm-hmm. That is in my top three probably favorite movies of all time. Wow, okay. And I also watched this movie called Certified Copy, which is this really strange, almost surreal or conceptual romance film directed by Abbas Kiarostami. And I'm a huge fan of Juliette Binoche, the French actress. So yeah, that movie was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my favorite movies that I watched during winter break. Okay, so, uh, Anbu, I heard that you have a list of best and worst movies that you'd I love to share. I do have your list ready. I will, I'll start with the best ones that I watched this year. Um, I'll try to do them sort of chronologically, but, you know, we'll see. Um, the earliest one I can remember is probably A Quiet Place 2. I really like that a lot. I like the first one a lot, too, and I definitely love the sequel. Um, and then I watched, of course... No Way Home. I I have opinions. I, I liked it a lot. That's why it's in the best movies list. But I have opinions. Uh, we'll get to that. I also watched Tick, Tick, Boom. I loved that. Licorice Pizza was awesome. Um, a little weird, but awesome uh, for the most part. And by far, my favorite movie of the year was The French Dispatch, without a doubt. I absolutely loved that. The French Dispatch by Wes Anderson. Loved it. Um... And as for the worst movies, I don't have a very long list, which is a good thing, I guess. Um, I didn't watch a lot of terrible movies this year, but I did watch a couple terrible ones. Specifically, I didn't like Dear Evan Hansen at all. It was, I did not like that. And I also, well, this one is slightly different, uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage. But this one was so bad that I actually ended up enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was the kind of so bad it's good kind of bad. It was terrible, trash, and absolutely fun. Okay, well, I think the first thing that I want to hear about and the first thing that most people want to hear about right now is what are your opinions on No Way Home? So, I should preface, I am a diehard Spider-Man fan. Like, I love the character. He means a lot to me. I've read a lot of the comics. I've played a lot of the games. And I've watched all of the movies. I absolutely love the character. I grew up on the character and I grew up on Sam Raimi's films, the original ones. But I'm not like, oh, you know, those are the only good films and everything after that was not good. No, I I liked a lot of the stuff that came. Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite Spider-Man movie um, on the big screen. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. 
The Amazing Spider-Man, complicated. There are like so many small bits of really good stuff in there, but it, it's also a pretty big mess. But it, it had heart, I think. I'm sure No Way Home sort of changed your opinion on Andrew Garfield. It didn't Spider-Man. change it, it just cemented it because I, yeah, because oh, really? I, oh, I liked, oh. I, I, I always thought it had a lot of heart and there's a lot of good stuff in there. And and going into Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think, I think there are like four different movies in one movie in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And if you just pick out one of them, they're good. The rest is like a big mess. I love the part where um, Toby sits Andrew down and he's like, look, man, you're not lame. Okay, I love that. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, I, so I'm a diehard Spider-Man fan. And when Marvel put out Spider-Man, I was there, I went to see it. Um, and I liked Homecoming a lot. Um, I had mixed feelings about Spider-Man in general in the MCU. But then I watched Far From Home, and I just... I did not like it at all. I know a lot of people liked it. I did not like it. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Far From Home. Do you want to um, talk more about why you didn't like it? I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Okay. I forgot it. Yeah, that was that's that's how I feel about it as well. It just hurt me a lot that this character that means so much to me was in such a mediocre film. We'll get to that point as well when I talk about Venom when I feel like bad like really bad films can still be enjoyable and really bad films that have a sliver of heart and you can see that they try to do something you can still appreciate them. But like ones in the middle that just like it when it's really mediocre, I I don't like yeah, I didn't enjoy Far From Home at all, so I didn't have a lot of high expectations for this. Um, I only watched it because one of my closest friends really wanted to watch it, so we went We went and watched it. And, like, halfway through the movie, I realized, damn, I'm actually enjoying this a lot. I like it a lot, particularly with the scene with um, Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange is like, you know... Um, spoilers! Spoilers! Oh, just, right, just yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Oh, keep going, keep going, okay, keep going. Okay, yeah, yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah, when Dr. Shane said, you can't change their fate, and he's like, I have to try. That's the point. I was like, okay, this is probably a really good movie. And then when all three Spider-Man on screen, that was awesome as well. So I ended up, surprisingly, really enjoying it. I thought that um, the movie was pretty good because, for me, one of my biggest problems with the Marvel movies is the fact that they, they've grown disingenuous, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What Marvel does now is it just packages products, and these products are the movies, yeah, right? I, yeah, I feel And that. There's, there, there's a formula in the sense that every movie is the same tonally and visually. Yeah. Given maybe a few outliers here and there, right? Like Thor Ragnarok, for example, looks wonderful. No Way Home is good for me because it serves as a really good homage to the previous Spider-Mans. Me trying to watch it while not thinking about the fact that, hey, maybe Marvel's doing this just because they want to be able to make more money with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as like another Spider-Man. Yeah. But yeah, me like sort of leaving that thought out of my brain. Yeah, that was the thought that was in my head as well when I first started watching. Yeah, yeah. But I was able to appreciate it. I thought Tom Holland had a pretty decent arc here. He was definitely challenged. His character was challenged a lot here. And so I thought it was valuable. I thought it was a valuable film. And the thing that I was most excited for with this movie was Tobey Maguire. So when I saw him, spoilers, when I saw him enter through the portal, I I was I was screaming. And sadly, I was the only one screaming in my theater. Oh, no. Okay. More people screamed we for Andrew Garfield. Of, we had a little bit of yeah. clapping, but yeah. Uh, I think the part that really got me was when they had Daredevil come in. I did not know that oh, was going to yes. happen. I love the show a lot. Um, yeah, and it's a good show. that was that was yeah. I I dipped at that point. That was great. Um, yeah. Yeah, No Way Home. I think we both agreed that it was a good movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's not spend too much time talking about it because uh, we have other movies to talk about. So, 
you said that the French Dispatch was your favorite movie of the year. Yes, yes. I want to hear more about it because I also watched it. Okay. I also watched okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. And spoilers. I should start by saying that The Grand Budapest Hotel, also by Wes Anderson, is my favorite movie of all time. I really love that movie. So when I heard that The French Dispatch was coming out, I got really excited. And it's a funny story how I got to know because I just saw the poster for the movie. That's how I got to know about it. And I saw the poster and I didn't see anything else. And I just saw the poster and I thought, hmm, that looks like a Wes Anderson film. And then I saw directly by Wes Anderson on the poster, and I thought that was so funny that I that I could instantly recognize the style. And yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. There are some lines in there that genuinely moved me a lot. Um, I think it was it's like an anthology film and a love letter to journalism, which I love a lot. And I watched it with someone who also loves journalism a lot, and he enjoyed it a lot for that reason as well. My favorite part of the movie is... Uh, spoilers. Would, would um when Nescafe talks about the poisons, do you remember that? When when right at, in the final story, that was the final story. That was the yeah, final that story. Was the final yeah, story. Yeah, the poison that ended up killing that entire family. Yeah, yeah. right? No, no, the, yeah. all the robbers, and then Nescafe survives. All the robbers, all the robbers, the family. Sur- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I and Nescafe survives. That. Um, and I think the movie has this whole undertone of new versus old throughout the entire film. But um, it does, huh? it's like it's like what the beginning they're talking about how the city has been changing a lot and this place is replaced like this old mansion or something is replaced by a shopping complex or something. And then you have the next part about abstract art being this new kind of art. Um, and then the next part is, of course, the the youth coming up. But I think this one really hit home with the part when Escafia comes and he just wakes up and he's like the toxic salts. They had a flavor to them. Uh, And then he talks about how in his career, that is rare. And he says something along the lines of, it was um, not entirely pleasant, but wholly new. And that is rare in my career. And I thought that was was a really good way of putting the idea of new out there. And I, I really liked that line a lot. That's really insightful because I never thought about that at all. Yeah. I actually, I was going to say that um, I I didn't, while while I really enjoyed the movie upon first viewing, Mm -hmm. um, I guess after all this time, not a lot has really stuck with me. So maybe I need to watch it again. I know for sure it's not a bad movie. Yeah. But a lot of it didn't stick with me. Mm. Maybe because with Wes Anderson's style, a lot overwhelms you. Yeah. A single frame in his movie so much to look at, so much to keep track of, plus very unconventional story structure. It's yeah. an anthology film, right? Yeah, so, yeah, you bring up New versus Old is so true because um, especially with the story with Timothy Chalamet and Francis McDormand, right? That's pretty much an idea of new versus old ideas, right? Yeah, that explicitly does bring it out, but I think the whole thing exists in all of the movie, throughout the movie. It's always this undertone there, and I really enjoyed it a lot. Well, yeah, what was your favorite story? I was going to ask. Probably for that reason, the third one. And third also, one? yeah, and also because um, the third one also has the animated sequence in it, which I absolutely loved. Ooh, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, he switched between real, like live action, and, and then animated, yes, yeah, I love inc- it. And I'm a big fan of animation, so I I love I love that a lot. So the third movie is the third part is probably my favorite. Um, the second one is probably my least favorite, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I absolutely loved it. But the the first one was my second favorite, and the middle one was the one I thought was all right. I mean, it was great, but like that ending of the second one did move me a lot as well. Ending of the second one was uh, spoilers. Is it when Timmy died? Right. It's when, it's when he dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we should briefly discuss other movies too. But right now, I'm gonna mention uh, my favorite my favorite story. If I haven't already mentioned, was the first one. I thought it was really creative the way the story was set up, so that the rich person that was trying to capitalize on the art of that prisoner like ended up losing. 
you know? And it was just, it was a nice, very redemptive arc, you know? So I love that. The French Dispatch, wonderful film. You clearly had a lot of love for it. You watched it twice and you got a lot of the messages and you remember so much from it. So I think it's awesome. I really liked it a lot. I loved the bits. I could not stop grinning the entire time. Okay, good movies I saw this year, really quickly. I saw Mass, The French Dispatch, Titan, Dune, No Time to Die, the new, the final Daniel Craig 007 film. Uh, the Beatles Get Back documentary, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, don't look up the new DiCaprio movie directed by McKay, Adam McKay on Netflix. Oh, okay. People, people actually disliked it a lot, but I kind of found it enjoyable. So okay, yeah, okay. I don't know. And Malcolm and Marie, which I thought was okay, but I'll still put it in the good movies list. Okay, yeah. for sure. And for bad movies, I watched the Netflix movie called Love Hard with Nina Dobrev. That movie was, ugh. Okay. Uh, the Conjuring, uh-huh. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Because that movie, that franchise is running out of ideas. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. The Tomorrow War, because Chris Pratt is now Christopher Pratt. You know, he's not the same. <laughs> okay. Uh, old by M. Night, Shyam- M. Night Shyamalan. That movie is so bad, it's good. You know, I actually might put that in my good movies, my best movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, like Venom. Okay. And finally, Red Notice. The one with Gal Gadot, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Ryan Reynolds on Netflix. That movie was just trash. Yeah, so a movie that I really wanted to mention that I feel like it has just been, been under the radar for so many people is Mass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mass is about these two pa- these two couples, right? These two parents who meet at the church. W- one of the couples is uh, is the parent, the two parents of a kid who enacted a school shooting. And the other couple are two parents of one of the victims. And basically it's a movie about forgiveness and forgiving and sort of redemption, I guess. Okay. And also, most importantly, hope. In a world where people seem very merciless and unforgiving, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it'd be nice to see a bit of forgiveness here and there, you know? Okay, yeah. I thought the movie did a really good job of conveying that. Um, I liked the editing in A Quiet Place 2 a lot. The cuts towards the end were really good. I thought Venom had that perfect, super edgy, embracing the weirdness kind of fun style to it. I love Venom and Eddie's arguments. Tick, Tick, Boom, I liked it a lot, and I thought it was pretty... It's, uh, I, I got some of the same vibes as La La Land, which I love a lot. Um, I like La La Land a lot more, but I think this was good too. Um, and there was a point where they discussed about whether art is important or not, where they go like, the world doesn't need more artists, or the world doesn't need more lawyers, and I thought... That was, the, it was the same beat in La La Land and this one. Titan is incredible and so out there. And I feel like Julia Ducournau is one of those filmmakers where she could really be one of the fil- few filmmakers that will change the world mm-hmm. the same way that Stanley Kubrick did, the same way that Andrei Tarkovsky did. No Time to Die was a pretty fitting end to the Daniel Craig era of James Bond. I enjoyed it. Although there were some parts that I found dull. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beatles Get Back documentary is one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. Okay, okay. And anyone that's interested in art and the creation of art, not just oh. songwriting, but okay. movie making, anything like that, should should watch the Get Back because it's very sobering. It's a very sobering experience for artists, aspiring artists. Okay, I, I should check that out then. I should definitely check that out. Uh, did I mention Dune? Dune is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I, I don't have too many thoughts on it yet because it's yet to be complete because I think most people already know at this point. It's the first of many films to come. Mm, okay. Yeah. So yeah, those are my quick thoughts on my favorite movies. The worst, mo- the bad movies, um, most of them were just Hollywood trash. The stuff mm-hmm. that, that people make just so that they, they hope that many people watch it and they can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But there's no sort of artistic intent, no honesty or vulnerability in any of these films. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess except Old, because M. Night Shyamalan is just always willing to try crazy things. So Old is pretty good. Is that it? I think is that's it. That it. I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Wonderful, whatever, life. <laughs> Wonderful and, uh, first week. And uh, we hope to see you next time on the next episode of Talking Pictures. See you, everyone.